Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcaster, Mark Atreer, with your favorite podcast, Making a Cut. That's right, Making a Cut. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sports Sundays. Change it up a little bit, you'll see in the title there. But before we get started, as always, make sure you go and check out my, my Facebook. That's where my link is going to be. It's going to be there every time. I'll put it on my on my uh, Instagram every so often. But if you want to listen to me, which you should want to listen to me, you want to go and find me either on the Anchor app, anchor.fm, or Spotify. And you can follow me, especially on Spotify. Uh, but really, anywhere that you get your podcast, you can find me. So thank you for the listens. Thank you for those of you who are sharing. I appreciate it a lot. But hey, I'm excited about this week. Jumping off into it, as you can see from the titles, is Mock Draft 2.0. You know, you thought it was just going to be Sports Sunday, but I had to interrupt your regular scheduled programming. So here we go. I, I, before we jump off into this Mock Draft 2.0, man, this has been a crazy offseason in NFL. I know. Uh, you know, I love to talk college football. Some people are, have been burned by the NFL. But listen, like I said last season, when it comes around the draft time, man, this is this is Christmas for me. The Christmas in sports. Don't, don't get it twisted. But you understand what I'm saying. And this one is really exciting because this has been a really wild offseason. Uh, when you begin to look at, it, look at it, all the crazy trades, trades you didn't think was going to happen, trades that... Uh, it, you know, a couple of years ago, definitely wouldn't happen. A bunch of different signings from free agents. This free agent frenzy and the, the trades that have happened have really overshadowed uh, March Madness. It took, I mean, it overtook March big time uh, and, and really took the headlines from March Madness. As a matter of fact, you didn't even hear about Russia and Ukraine anymore. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but uh, you can credit that all to the NFL and what all the craziness has been happening. It's been an exciting and fun. It's probably the most fun offseason that I can remember. Not a whole lot of drama, just a lot of trades and a lot of signings and play, new new faces and new places. going to be a, uh, different. It's, it's almost like somebody got a hold of their Madden games. Like, you know what, I'm going to just do a fantasy draft or I'm going to uh, just make a whole bunch of trades and be the user, the owner for each team. So. But a lot of fun. So much so that this draft here, when you look at this draft, I'm actually excited about this draft. A lot of times people uh, who follow the draft and, you know, the, the, the news reporters and the mothership like ESPN and stuff have almost played it down uh, because they don't have the, the pretty face, as you would call it. Uh, you know, the, there's no big quarterback names that they're throwing out there. So they're pushing hard to be able to put some quarterbacks up there. And they're and what they're missing out on is an opportunity to talk about a unique draft. It's that I can't remember one like this. And, and so it's exciting to me, just, just for instance, just to tell you about it, this draft in the first round alone has seven teams with multiple picks. That's unreal. One team, Philadelphia, has three picks. But you have seven different teams with multiple picks in the first rounds. And, you know, it, you also have eight teams who do not have a pick in the first round. That's pretty huge. That's pretty significant. I hadn't done my research on it to tell you if that's never happened before. Uh, but I want to go out on a limb and say that probably didn't happen before. Uh, not like that. So th this is exciting. And you know I did the mock draft 1.0. I told you I was going to come back after free agency. I'm probably going to do another one. There's probably going to be some more changes. There's a ton of people in free agency that haven't been signed. Some are going to be signed probably this week and the next week after that. And some are not going to get signed until after the draft, maybe even some big names. Uh, so so that's going to change a little bit of the course of who's picking uh, who and who's picking when. And, of course, you know I'm not putting in there for the fact uh, that people are probably going to trade some of their draft picks to trade back out of it. Uh, you know, I have one of them I will talk about towards the end of this first round here that on the mock draft, just so that you know. Like, yeah, I, anyway, so most of these, you know, all my mock drafts always 
what I do is I go by the top needs or the needs that are there for the, the best uh, ranked available person on all the lists. You know, so it's not my rankings, not who I think they should take or who I think they're going to take. I'm just going off a of mock draft of the positions that are there, the uh, the the needs that are there, and the top ranked player that is there for those needs. So, for instance, if a team uh, their top need is a quarterback, but their second need is an edge rusher, and the the top available player there is an edge rusher, I'm going to go with the edge rusher for them because the quarterback might not be for like ranked like 10 spots lower so it does just doesn't make sense although we know how that's i i probably shouldn't use quarterback for that because we know how the quarterback situation goes in the draft they're always going to be over sense of, uh, over uh over uh, valued there and they're going to pick them a lot more and sooner than what they should uh honestly i think this draft should probably only have possibly uh one quarterback in the first round but you do have a lot of quarterback needy teams right now uh, and when you go through them you can see that so uh, you, you I wouldn't be surprised if you see three or four maybe even five quarterbacks taken in the first round that not in my mock draft 2.0 2.0 here but when you have all of these quarterback needy teams uh, you, you can see people reaching when they shouldn't reach and that's the way the draft always goes so gonna jump off into it another reason why this is such a unique draft like Jacksonville has the number one overall draft pick here now they have their quarterback, so you don't see them taking a quarterback because they took quarterback number one overall last season. Uh, you know, unless they do an Arizona Cardinals situation where they draft a quarterback in the first round, early first round, two years in a row. Uh, I don't see that happening, but they have a ton of needs there. But here's the thing about it. They have a ton of needs. Them and Houston probably have the most needs. Houston actually probably has more needs than them. But with that being said, uh, you don't know what exactly they're going to take. I mean, are they going to take the top available player on all on all the ranks, uh, ranking boards that they have? Are they going to take the biggest need over the other biggest needs that they have? What are they going to take? And so this is just even for your number one. Are they going to trade back because they can get more picks and fill in more positions because they need a lot of help? Uh, but uh, I, like I said, I'm sticking with let's go with the order that's there now. And again, when you hear me say a team name twice, more than once, maybe even three times, maybe even back to back that's not a mistake that's really how the draft is this year the first round as of right now unless things change again between now and the end of the month so let's jump off into it jacksonville the first overall pick i have them taking evan neal the tackle from bama like i said they got to protect that quarterback that they got there they have a ton of needs uh and you know they spend a lot of money on christian kirk at receiver and they have dj chark and they have they have others there uh so i don't think receiver even though one of the one of the mock draft places has uh, them. Their biggest need is receiver for some reason, which I don't understand. But Evan Neal, number one overall. Detroit at number two, taking Aiden Hutchinson, the edge rusher from Michigan. And you, you know, for the longest time it was Kayvon Thibodeau, and y'all heard me say this uh, in the mock draft 1.0 uh, that he's fallen and he's continued to fall in a lot of the ranking boards, and so. Don't be surprised if he falls a little bit further, but somebody's going to pick him up because there's some needy teams here. So, uh, Detroit at number two takes Aiden Hutchison. Moving on to number three, Houston. Like I said, they need everything. Uh, you know, they may be sold on Davis Mills at quarterback. I don't see them taking a quarterback here, not at number three, but they could. I don't see any glaring superstars that, that, that jump off the paper and say, hey, you have to draft me. So they need to fill up everything. And honestly, right now, in this position, the top-ranked player available on the board is not an edge rusher. It's not a tackle. It's actually a safety from from Notre Dame and Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton, 
that would be unique to see uh, a safety go third overall to Houston and uh, above all these other players as well. But you also can see this is an edge rusher, uh, edge rusher happy draft in a sense where you can get one later on too, even if you don't get the top guys right now. So Houston's going to pick again later on as well. Go ahead and broke that for you, but just keep paying attention, keep following around. Number four, the New York Jets. One of the, their first pick of the first round are going with Akeem Ekwanu, the tackle from North Carolina State. They need to be able to protect their young investment in their second-year quarterback in Zach Wilson as well. Uh, they, you know, they got a, they, they're another team that has a, a lot of stuff that they need, a lot of positions filled. I'm going to go with what they're, they're going with the top available right there. Tackle, that's huge for them. Moving to number five spot, the New York Giants. Finally, Kayvon Thibodeau comes off the board. Edge rusher is actually the top need listed for the Giants on every board there. Some people say quarterback, they need to move on from Danny Dimes. Let me tell you this. When you look at Danny Dimes, if you go watch some of the tape, he's not as bad as quarterback as some of the people say. Uh, This is a big market up in New York where they're going to criticize like Dallas would over their quarterbacks. It just is what it is. But I can tell you this, I would take him right now over Jameis Winston. I also would take him right now. Yeah, and those of you who are, uh, you know, Winston apologists, you're like rolling over in your, you know, in your grave if you're, you, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but I would take him over Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins in that big old outrageous contract. Are you kidding me? What does he want? Nothing. So that that's my feel on it. I, I don't think they should move on from Danny Dines. Danny Dimes, I think they actually legitimately need to build a team around this guy. Uh, and then if he doesn't work out, then ship him out. So Kayvon Thibodeau at the five spot to the New York Giants. The Carolina Panthers, there's some talk that they need a quarterback as well. That is very possible. And you could see them going quarterback, being the first team to take a quarterback off, off the board here. But I see them building uh, even more there and building on that offensive line because that's a huge need that they have. And getting the left tackle or getting the tackle from uh, Mississippi State in Charles Cross. That would be a huge pickup for them. It's not a sexy pick, but it is a pick that they need. Moving on again to the New York Giants. Yes, I'm saying New York Giants. They, they pick again. At number seven, they are take, taking Trevor Penning, the tackle from Northern Iowa. This is a guy that if you watch the tape on him, if you watch him at the Senior Bowl, if you watch him at anything, he is a mean, nasty guy. If the Saints actually got him, I would be okay with them taking him at tackle instead of the other needs that they have just because – you need a guy like that on the offensive line, especially with Armstead going. So that would be huge. Right, but he's going there to, to to the Giants at seven. Moving on to, to eight, the 28-3 Atlanta Falcons are going with the edge rusher out of Georgia, Trayvon Walker. That's a big need for them. They have a ton of needs as well. You may actually think they are a quarterback needy team too, but I don't see them jumping up on a quarterback uh, even though right now I think they have Felipe Franks. So you could see them go quarterback here too. But again, there's no Matty Ice in the draft. There's uh, there's no big names in the draft for quarterback uh, that I see them jumping up for. They could do it because it is the first round, and that's what happens all the time. They could trade back and get more picks because they need a lot of help there. Going at number nine, Seattle. Yes, Seattle's drafting early on the draft. They are one that needs quarterback too because, uh, you know, I – they, they have Drew Locke there, no longer Russell Wilson because he's in Denver now. Uh, so Seattle, drafting in the first round and drafting early. Hadn't seen that in a long time. I say that they're going with the first quarterback here. 
they're going with a quarterback that really kind of fits their style. Um, one is going to be this offense is going to be built again around the run. Uh, they may be uh, shipping off DK Metcalf. That's been a lot of talk here recently. Trade offers for him are, are, are you know, listen to trade offers for DJ, DK Metcalf. That could happen. Uh, and so you're, you're looking at bringing in a guy and kind of like they did Russell Wilson at the beginning of his career where it was mostly the run game. You protected him, made it easy for him. Anyway, the guy that fits that and, and is mobile as well is Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty. I don't think he's a top-rated quarterback, but I think uh, the way that the, the media is pushing him, they have pushed him to the top-rated quarterback. And as you can see on a lot of boards, he's there at the top-rated quarterback as of right now. Moving on to number 10, the New York Jets. Again, the Jets are drafting. They're drafting the edge rusher from Florida State, Jermaine Johnson. Something else they need. But it, but doesn't that just sound like a New York Jets pick? I mean, that just seems like what they do, regardless of who's the general manager or who's the, who's the head coach. It just seems like that's, that's what they're going to do. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. And that's a good pickup for them because that is a need that they have. Moving on to 11, the Washington Commanders. Yes, I said it right. I didn't mess it up. It is the Commanders. Um, they have a lot of needs as well. Uh, but the top available player left on the board as of right now is really two, depending on which board that you go on. Some boards have uh, Derek Stingley. Some of them have Sauce Gardner. But I, this one that I, I pulled it from, I have them going with Derek Stingley, cornerback from LSU. Not a great place for Derek Stingley, but it is a good defensive mind uh, Riverboat Ron. So it could be a good opportunity for him. And like I said, that offense needs a lot of help. They needed another receiver. Uh, they probably need a, uh, a a better quarterback situation. But like I said with this this draft, man, it ju I just don't see it. So Derek Stingley there. Moving on to number 12, Minnesota. They get the next cornerback in Sauce Garner, the cornerback from Cincinnati. This guy is legit as well. I think he and Derek Stingley are going to they're going to be something to reckon with for the coming years uh, in the NFL in the secondary. Moving on to, to 13, Houston's picking again. Like I said, they need everything. They need everything. One of the top positions that they need that is listed as actual cornerback. Uh, and so the, the guy that's still left on the board there at corner is Andrew Booth Jr., the cornerback from Clemson. I say they're taking him. They got to build everything. And they're looking at corners, corner, uh, you know, cornerstone positions, and, and this guy can help them out a lot. Moving on to number fourteen, Baltimore. And when I when I say this, you're gonna say, "Why would Houston pass up on it?" Because it's Houston. But Baltimore getting Jordan Davis, Mister Big Baby Jordan Davis himself, the inside defensive tackle, inside defensive lineman from Georgia, the the man among children. This guy is gonna be huge. Uh, and he runs a 40, so he's not just a big guy. He runs a 40 like Aaron Donald. This guy could be sick in the NFL, especially going to a defense like that at Baltimore, uh, which they you, you, they just churn them out, dude. It doesn't matter who they bring in. They're going to have a great defense. Moving on to the number 15 spot, Philadelphia. Well, they just got these guys laying around there left on the board, and they got three picks in this draft. I figured, why don't they just go ahead and take this guy? Top-rated receiver, first receiver coming off the board here, Jamison Williams, the receiver from Bama. Give Jalen Hurts some even more help uh, with the offense. Why not? I mean, you got Devontae Smith. Uh, you got the cat from, uh, what, what was it, TCU from a couple years ago. I can't remember his name right now because he had really – Jalen Rieger. Uh, and so why not give him more of an opportunity to be able to push the ball down the field 
and develop him even more as a quarterback. So I think that's a great pickup for them there because it's on the board. Number 16, Philadelphia picks again. Give them, give Jalen Hurts some more protection and get Zion Johnson, the inside offensive lineman for Boston College. Big pickup for them right there. Protect your investment and what you have as quarterback and build on it. Moving on to number 17. The Los Angeles Chargers are taking Devontae Watt, the inside defensive tackle, uh, defensive lineman from Georgia. Man, you talk about a sick defense. A lot of people have them take a going receiver here, uh, but if you have an opportunity, this is a guy that's top on the board right now. Uh, you have an opportunity to continue to make that maybe the greatest defense in it, in the NFL. When you look at the additions that they made in offseason with Khalil Mack, I mean, and what you already have there, Bosa, what you already have there, Derwin, uh, Derwin James, no, this that's that could be huge. I, I even Kenneth Murray still there at linebacker. I, I could see this being, you know, it, make it easier on your young quarterback if you have a great defense that can get him the ball back quick. You understand what I'm saying? So I can see them taking this pick there. Moving on to number 18, New Orleans. You know, a lot of the boards have them still, even though uh, they signed Jameis Winston, uh, they moved uh, Taysom. Hill to a tight end. Still have Ian Book on there, but then you also went and signed Andy Dalton. A lot of them still have quarterback. But the second need in on, even on a lot of those draft boards uh, is receiver. Which a lot of the, other, the rest of the boards are receiver. Which you understand why. You don't know what you have coming back in Michael Thomas. You don't know where he's at mentally. You don't know where he's at for not playing for basically two years. So they're going receiver here. Garrett Wilson, who's the top on the board. Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson the receiver from Ohio State. Moving on to number 19, the Philadelphia Eagles pick again. This time they're going cornerback. You know that's something they struggled with for a long time up there in Philadelphia. Going with cornerback here, Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington. Moving on to number 20, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. No longer Big Ben in, in, in the house. But when you got a guy there that's from the hometown playing in the college uh, right down the road, and you got a guy that could probably fit the, the mold of what you need there. I could see Kenny Pickett going there to Pittsburgh if he's still on the board. So I'm going Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh. New England, the Patriots. Most of the boards have them going receiver. They have their quarterback now. They got Mac Jones. They got a lot of other positions. They spent a lot of money last offseason. They did a really good job of drafting last season. But they have had some draft picks that haven't worked out for them, uh, especially in the re receiver position. And so they've been kind of lacking at the receiver position. Get the young guys some help. They're going receiver here with Drake London, USC receiver. Big guy here. Big target. Uh, big target who could run, get open in the field. Pretty crisp routes. Uh, but this is somebody that they could develop and turn into a number one receiver for. That would be huge for them. Moving on to number 22, Green Bay. Now, Green Bay, they traded away Devontae Adams. They gave uh, discount double check. The biggest contract for quarterback. The only the only one that's second to that is, you know, up there in Cleveland. Uh, and you know, the biggest complaint that Discount Double Check has had, Aaron Rodgers, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, is that they're not getting enough targets for him, enough help on the offense, especially receiver. Well, guess what, Green Bay? You're not taking a receiver in this pick either. So get mad. But don't get mad too much because you got another pick in the first round. But this one they're taking the edge rusher from Purdue, George Karalafis. I, I knew I was going to mess it up, and I'm pretty sure I still messed it up. Edge is there, uh, another big need for them. It's the second biggest need that they have outside of receiver. 
and uh, this was the top ranked name on the board, right? You know, available. So, moving on to Arizona at 23. Arizona has some needs there. They do. They they really do need some more help at receiver, even though they drafted like 27 receivers each each draft. It seems like since uh, Kiff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury has been there, uh, but they're they're not going receiver here. I have them protecting their quarterback, getting Ty, Tyler Linderbaum, the the uh, inside offensive lineman from Iowa. That's it. I think that's where they're going to go here. I wouldn't. That's my pick for right now in the mock draft 2.0. Moving on to Dallas at 24. I have Dallas protecting their asset at quarterback as well. They still need a little help on offensive line. They're not what they used to be. Uh, so it, it, they need some help. I have them going Kenyon Green, the inside offensive lineman. From the interior offensive lineman from Texas A&M. Moving on to Buffalo at 25. Buffalo at 25. Most have them. Almost every board that I go on has them going needing receiver. Which the only receiver I saw them part ways from is Cole Beasley. Which is a lot in production. But this is the need that they have listed biggest. And he's there for them. And Jahan, Jahan Dotson, the receiver from Penn State. I see them taking him there if he's still there. If not, they're going with the top available receiver there or whoever's on their board. Tennessee at 26, they have quite a few needs too, especially on offensive line and interior offensive line. Uh, tight end is actually their biggest need, believe it or not. Uh, but I do believe receiver might be a big need for them. Uh, they cut Julio. You still just really have A.J. Brown there. They may have signed somebody. I can't remember. Uh, but being Tennessee, being who they are, they're going to be the one who drafts the linebacker in the first round because they don't have that. You have one or two linebackers going in the first round, and most only have one. Some of them don't even have any linebackers. But this one, they're going with Devin Lloyd, who is the highest rated uh, on these boards that I've used. I, I still think uh, the Kobe Dean might be the better. But Devin Lloyd is the highest rated linebacker, and he's from Utah, and he's going uh, to Tennessee at 26. 27, Tampa Bay. Now, their top need is receiver, believe it or not. You've got Chris Godwin, you've got Mike Evans, but there's some other top need is receiver. And lo and behold, the receiver they have on the board that's top ranked at that, at that time is Chris Olave, the receiver from Ohio State. So you got Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, and then you add Chris Olave in there who can just take the top off the defense. Yay, exciting. Yay, exciting. So 28, Green Bay. Hey, I told y'all, Green Bay fans, Packers fans, don't get too upset. You had two picks in the first round. You're going receiver this time. You're going with Traylon Burks, the receiver from Arkansas. This guy is legit. He could take the position and the place Devontae Adams. Uh, that's what he had to do at Arkansas. He was the whole offense. He could be the whole offense like Devontae Adams was in Green Bay. So look out. It could happen. At 29, Kansas City. They're taking a cornerback from Florida. Kair Aline, big pickup for them. They need some help in the secondary. Yes, they need some receiver help a little bit. They no longer have Tyreek Hill. They need safety help. Uh, Honey Badger's gone. But the names that are there are really not going to fit So uh, for that pick. But they do have safety in the next pick. Yes, Kansas City picks 29th, and then they pick 30th. So here at 30th, they're picking the safety for Michigan and Daxton Hill. Big time. They need to fill the positions with warm bodies right now because they just let everybody go. So, moving on to 31, Cincinnati. Uh, now, if Cincinnati does not draft offensive line or cornerback, and mostly 
offensive line in this draft. Everybody in the world that, that watches football at all, their minds are going to explode. Mine would too. Um, there are no big names left really on the board, especially on tackle. Uh, there are some interior offensive linemen that are there. And, and I actually have them taking an interior offensive lineman. Um, but I w- could see them trading back out of there if they don't have the guy. Get more picks, get you some more depth at offensive line. Get rid of that paper bag offensive line that you had from last season. Uh, pair some more pieces with those guys that you brought in for free agency. That could be huge. So, But I have them going Tyler Smith, the interior offensive lineman from Tulsa. And finishing off... The 2022 draft at number 32, the first round, that is. Mock draft uh, 2.0, first round. Detroit. That's right. Detroit has the number two overall pick and the number 32 overall pick. They're going with safety here. Like I said, they need just about everything as well. Safety <coughs> out of Georgia. Lewis Sign. C-I-N-E. I said it wrong, and I don't really care. Seen, sign, something. But that's the, that's who they're going there. So, hey, you let me know what you think. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that you would have did something different. Let me know. Hit me up in my DMs. Hit me up uh, on the message boards. Hit me up on Facebook. It doesn't matter. Text me if you got my number. Just let me know what you think about it, okay? And look, this mock draft point two, 2.0, like I said, I'm probably coming back with uh, at least one more, 3.0, maybe even 4.0 as we get closer to the draft. We'll talk about seeing if we're going to have a draft extra- extravaganza again. Hadn't talked to Colin or any of the other guys about it yet, but we'll see about what we're going to do going to go from there so hey as always my link is going to be on my facebook also you can find me on the anchor app anchor.fm or even spotify spotify you can follow me there and it'll let you know when my next episode is most of the time before i even finish uh, publishing it it's already there on spotify it's pretty crazy you can listen to me then uh but and again anywhere that you get your podcast you can listen to me so i appreciate it uh, thank you for listening to the, my Mock Draft 2.0 on my Sports Sundays. See y'all next time. This is Mark Atreira with Making the Cut.